All right, welcome to episode four of Basecamp Beta. Uh, this is Chris. I'm Sean. And I'm the other Chris. And I'd like to introduce our special guest for this episode, straight out of Knoxville, Tennessee, Mr. Ben Allen. What's up, Ben? Hey, Ben. Yo. Yeah, yo. How's it going? <laughs> Hi, how are y'all? Good, how Dude, are you? At, yo. We're all... Look at Ben. Look at Ben with the... the the professional setup. I, yeah, I'm Damn. trying to be really, really yeah, fucking cool right now. You yeah, sound, uh, you sound, you sound great. Glad. Yeah. yeah, great. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's also really got hard. video enabled, and Chris, maybe you could take a cue from my- this. You know, uh, <laughs> listen, Chris, my computer is a piece of garbage, and it will not work. It it just does not. Look, we started a Patreon. All right. <laughs> It's it's <laughs> to address this very issue. It's it's going to take us several thousand years to save up enough money through the Patreon to buy you a new laptop. So yeah, <laughs> but we also yeah. you know we need better audio to get a bigger audience to is, to grow the Patreon. So yes. we're kind of in a yeah Miller's paradox. We're in there a we catch go. twenty-two here. Okay, exactly. Um, How you doing, ben? Yeah, Ben, what's up? That's good. Uh, I. Um, yeah, I I was fighting bees today. Uh, this fighting is a bees, normal thing, I guess. Uh, no, that that is all these carpenter bees that are trying to eat my house, and uh, and I'm also, but I'm trying to be like eco conscious and not like absolutely obliterate them with right. chemical warfare. Yeah, they're the bees. We got to save the bees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and like I'm reading about the bee problem and I'm like, or like these particular bees and they're like, yeah, don't kill them. That's bad. Uh, so <laughs> I'm like, I was trying to use a like uh, technique where I would get my broom and kind of like catapult them uh <laughs> several meter like <laughs> tens of meters away catapult the bee and uh yeah like so they wouldn't die because they'd be like whoa like they'd right. start flying but um so and then i had to like caulk up all of the wood they had eaten and uh, i'll say it was a it was a very crazy sound i was like uh hitting this um did you record the, the like, sounds because we need we need more i, I didn't record okay. the sound okay, but yeah. uh I, I was hitting the two by four with a broom and like there was lots of bees inside of the resonant chamber they had carved out. Uh, so it was kind of like, um, this sounds like you should have recorded the sound. Sounds like, (laughs) I know. (laughs) Yeah, dude, you, you, you should be sampling this right now. Yeah. 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 This is, this is, this is a new hot beat and also part of our ASMR intro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, We should have had a bee intro for our uh, (laughs) climate change episode. Cause we are going to talk, we should talk a little bit about that article. Yeah. Streaming. Oh yeah. Totally. Totally. Um, a bit later. I'm qualified. You are qualified more so than any of us. It's true. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I, I, we joked about it, but I really do think soon we need to branch out and start a Twitch channel. Um, <laughs> and we should play yeah. magic. You guys, you guys are. Oh, I, I, no, I, I've, I've, yeah, I've, I want to start a, a classic gaming one where I just play like old shitty games. Like, I, oh, yeah. I just, Got, like, got like a, well, yeah, more like uh, there used to be all of these games where like they would make them for like shitty movies, like uh, The Last Action Hero or like Oh I yeah, Die Hard. I mean, that's not a shitty movie, but you know, what I mean, like I had uh, like a I had like a James Bond Sega Genesis game, and it was just you and your James Bond. I know, I know, and it was just kind of like a vague thing where you just kind of like you know 
playing your way through like the very general plots of like five movies, you know, totally generic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just super. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the game had nothing interesting to it. I'll do a Twitch stream of my wardrobe. I'll just show off my clothes. <laughs> God damn it! Hell yeah! Watch that be the most popular one, Chris. That's gonna be the most popular one because it's gonna. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, how are the Crocs? Did you? Uh, oh, dude, they're great. Yeah, I've got the neon Crocs. Um, I need the to get, yellow, the yellow ones you yeah, were talking about. Exactly, but I need I need to find some acrylic paint because I need to paint the <laughs> the midsole. The midsole. There's something else you can call it, but a midsole. I need to paint that black. <laughs> I hate this. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. This is content. This no, is it's, content. No, it's, it's content, and that's, <laughs> yeah, that's the most content. important. <laughs> so you throw no, parties yeah. in Knoxville. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to talk about myself. Um, uh, yeah, I have the gift of gab, so... Uh, yeah, I, Obviously, I, we from... don't, so <laughs> please bring it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm I'm uh, I'm from Tennessee, born and raised. I, I've come from the other side of the state in uh, Memphis, um, and grew up there, and then moved to the east side of the state, uh, and have lived here for about a decade, or actually, I guess about 13 years. I'm kind of kidding myself when I say like a decade because uh, I've been here for a while. But time happens. Um. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a DJ, a producer, I, uh, produce under the name Dialectic Signs, uh, and I throw a party in Knoxville called Technox with, um, three other guys, and it's a really, really good time, so. Well, you're also a scientist, right? I am a scientist. Uh, there's a very large national laboratory facility in East, uh, Tennessee that, uh, I'll uh, avoid <laughs> name dropping, but yeah, it's I, I, it's a so it's a big uh, facility that uh, does a lot of work for the Department of Energy. So I look at uh, the DNA and genomes of all sorts of bacteria and stuff um, in order to try to figure out how to uh, use them for environmental cleanup, bioremediation. I like to think that uh, we could use uh, bacteria to save the planet. Yeah, we need a lot more scientists and uh, a lot more, um, a lot more care for our environment. So, um, totally. Let me uh, let me kick things off, Ben. Um, let me ask you a bit, a bit, a bit more about uh, Technox. You've been yeah. doing Technox for is it six years now? I think seven. Uh, Two thousand and twelve. Yeah, that's, so, a, that's a long time. Any yeah. any party anywhere that runs for more than like three years at this point is a is a you know universal triumph. So that's that's awesome. My thank you. My parents lived in in Knoxville for actually about a decade. Oh, <clears throat> so okay. I, I I spent a lot of time down there from around well like two thousand three or four until two thousand thirteen. I think they moved in two thousand thirteen, which I would have okay. just missed. Uh, just missed your parties basically, which uh, really bums me out to hear this. Like they. <laughs> there's techno in Knoxville now because there certainly wasn't at all uh, in any of the time that I spent there. I, I, I spent a bit of time downtown and, and you know, uh, uh, I, I, I certainly don't know the city well, but uh, yeah, there, there was well, that would have, there was nothing yeah, that, nothing there really at all when... Uh, when I, yeah, I would say that's about, uh, that's sort of um, 
at the prehistory of the, the downtown area. Uh, area. <laughs> right, I mean, like right. I, when I was in college um, it, down here, like I mean, there was nothing but a uh, subway downtown at night. And um, there was one club um, uh, called the World Grotto, which was pretty funny. Um, it was like a you would go down into the basement and it was like a crystal crystal magic uh woo woo cavern um and it was pretty 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 amazing i mean i saw the crystal method there i think circa 2009 (laughs) so yeah uh, yeah big beat is alive and well yeah so anyway um yeah at that point uh, there was not really much in you know um i guess they've yeah it's totally different now there's um too much crap, really, <laughs> and it's uh, you know. Well, yeah, that uh, seems to be the the kind of gentrification project uh, sort yeah. of spawning out of uh, out of out of that area down downtown. So uh, I should say, I guess, um, b- before we get uh, uh, too deep into it, I do I do tech knocks with um, three other uh, guys: um, Alex Falk, St. Thomas Ledoux, and Nikki Nair. So it's it's four of us uh running the party and um yeah it's it's really nice to uh to to have uh you know have this kind of um social relationship friendship with all of these guys um where it's come together uh in the the form of this party that we uh that we all you know put a lot of time and energy into so but so with technox you guys have built a little scene unto yourselves, right? Like it, it seems like you've over the years, you've built a pretty good community and a pretty good routine. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so the sort of fundamentals of Technox, um, the place that we do it is a, uh, a really amazing place in Knoxville called the birdhouse, which is a community center uh, that's built into an old house. And it mostly serves as a space for political organizing um, and yeah, community events that uh, bring together um, a lot of different people in Knoxville. Um, and you know, I had been in this space for a long time for those kind of things, um, especially in the early, you know, 2010s. And, um, you know, there was clubs in town, but that was also sort of the point of like EDM rising and Knoxville was definitely a stop on that, on like the excision tour. Or <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it was the, as much as I had maybe wanted at some point, like, oh yeah, we could have like the residency at the club or something like that, that yeah. never, we were never able to kind of like, um, build something in that environment right. while that sort of ambition was going on. Uh, and, and so it was just like, well, why don't we start something different in this different kind of space where, you know, we have the sound, we have the gear. Um, Cause uh, you know, Alex and I were both DJing uh, of course. And, and he had been throwing parties in Knoxville, I should say um, that were kind of underground, uh, you know, in the, in the two thousands as well. Uh, but, you know, we wanted to do something where we could, and this, uh, space we um we you know they i already had this relationship with the uh the the kind of collective that controls it um and they were totally into it and they let us use it and it's a you know a very 
um, low rental fee relative to, you know, probably <laughs> any other space on the planet because uh, everything that uh, it's meant to serve is, is community oriented. And, um, and so we just decided that we would keep the barriers to entry as low as possible. We, it's a free party and it, 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 the ones that we do at the birdhouse at least have been free since 2012. So anyone can come. It's you know BYOB, so we don't sell any alcohol, but people can bring their own um, to the party. And yeah, just sort of uh, making it something that you know anyone that wanted to come could show up and um, come into the space uh, and enjoy that over you know, these seven years has really accumulated a large number of, of followers. And, uh, and it, it, it does sort of force us to be like, uh, we might need a bigger space, you know, we're going to need a bigger boat <laughs> or whatever yeah. Yeah. at some point. But, uh, you know, we still always want to use this place. And, um, you know, I'll say there was like a funny thing where like the community center posted these um, flyers from like the... Um, early 80s because this 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 space has been around for you know 40 years maybe 50 years i can't remember um but uh, they, they posted some flyers and there's some ones from early 80s where it's like 9 p.m disco dance party in you know the 80s and so you're kind of like okay well you know this this is what we're doing today it's yeah. this, this is this i bet is that 9 p.m 9, 9 p.m disco party was lit sounds yeah sick. absolutely yeah, yeah. That's that's totally my zone these days. Nine PM disco party, hell yeah! Dinner included. Yeah, yeah right. I wish. I wish. I wish. I, I would be there right now. Yeah, I mean, any party with a free dinner is amazing. <laughs> is there a buffet? <laughs> uh, ben, you said that uh, it's sort of like a political and community center. Do you find that there's a? I know you're an active uh, organizer, an active uh, political rabble rouser um do you find that you're able to fold that into the party uh doing it at this space or just in general yeah absolutely i mean you know at any given moment that uh or any given tech docs i should say that uh, you know 20 percent of the crowd is people that i am happy to call comrade um and uh, and and i do that because we do work together outside of it um I had a really interesting moment um, uh, lately. So one of the uh, groups that I um, probably spend the most of my time with is a, a national or uh, I guess international group called Science for the People, which is a uh, organization of radical scientists that are oriented toward uh, building social justice within the sciences and, you know, working for liberation uh, struggles and to get us all free uh, mm -hmm. through uh, scientists engaging in um, activism and organizing kind of work in labor and environment, et cetera. And anyway, we had, uh, we're, 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 we like a lot of other groups are um, focused on the green new deal right now. Cause it's um, yeah. It it's the only thing we well. have. It's only hope for anything. Yeah, it's, right. we yeah. Have. that's what we've got. That's, that's what we've got. Uh, and we all have to kind of um, really push on this front. Um, and, you know, we're, we're in a unique place to do it because uh, yeah, 
don't want to go too much into this, but uh, there's this thing here called the Tennessee Valley Authority, which... Uh, FDR, was man. A, yeah, a, a major New Deal program that um, both brought electricity and, you know, modernity, I guess, to this whole region. It also had, you know, plenty of issues with it um, in, in terms of uh, equality and... and um, and parity in the processes of sure. building it. But uh, similarly today, like uh, this, this focus on, on, on changing what uh, the TVA is here is, is a major, um, or change, changing the TVA for something akin to 21st century uh, environmentalism, eco-socialism. I, I, I know y'all said uh, eco-communism or, or death the or whatever on the last the path forward. That's... So, Fully on board with that boat, um, and, and this is a mechanism to do it. So we're organizing around uh, rewriting the TVA Act. Okay, long story short. I had someone come up to me at this meeting that we did recently, um, and I was just talking with them like, uh, yeah, hey, you know, are you from around here? What? How did you find out about this? And, and they're like, you know, I've been to this space before, but it was a lot darker. It was this thing called Technox, and there was like a lot of crazy music, and it was awesome. But, you know, I didn't know it was like an activist space. <laughs> and so that was a nice sort of like, oh, it's, you know, this is, these things are not only compatible, but they're complementary, you know, right? Uh, like, do you view your, your promotion party, party organizing events? Uh, as a direct, uh, as part of a direct continu continuity with your political action? You know, I do, I guess. I'm not sure I wouldn't say that for all of the other guys, but, um, you know, for me, I think that music and art and culture uh, is so integral to bringing people together in a different kind of social relation. And if, if you call yourself a socialist, um, that's a lot of what we are trying to build is, is, is uh, bringing people together into some kind of new social relation that gives them a glimpse of like what is possible when different kind of rules and different kind of social um uh, environment is is at play, uh, and I think um, you know techno and and this kind of music at its best has mm. always um, generated something akin to this peak into what's possible. Um, and and you know mi minimally, you know that's kind of like a, that's a highfalutin way to put it. But you know minimally, if if the people that are on the front lines of organizing for change have this space or like can come to this thing where it's like relaxed and their friends and their their comrades who they may be in struggle or engagement with in these kind of ways uh, that you do um, can be together in like a friendly and um, fun environment. And that's, you know, it's that's sort of like the regenerative work of um, building something different, building a different world. Right. That's what I've always, right. That's what I've always found is that we are, and th the thing that I've struggled a bit with is that, um, you know, uh, as a music scene, uh, techno, uh, is generally able to bring people together, um, and to bring people together in a very positive, uh, expression, you know, people come together and they dance and it's a very, uh, you know, 
it's fun and everyone has a yeah life affirming and everyone has a really good time um on the other side however is uh protest which people tend to find a bit of a slog um you know uh people are just not as as ready to go out to but if you've ever been to a really great protest you know just how exciting and just how honestly reminiscent a really good night of techno is and it's it's really nice to hear that 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 you know, at least in a place like Knoxville, you've been able to uh, combine these things, at least, you know, nominally, or, you know, at, at least have uh, some degree of crossover, a, a crossover to which honestly seems deeper than in a place that like New York, um, where the crossover pretty much never happens. I mean, I go to, uh, you know, DSA events and I see one person that I know, you know, uh, it's, it's, mm -hmm. and in a city like New York, you would expect that to be a little bit higher, but, uh, I mean, I think that speaks to Ben's success with Technox as a community, as a, as a, as a, as an event and a, and a, and a space built on community first, which is what I have always tried to do when I've put together techno events is the, the, the first and most important thing to me is the community, are the people that you bring together. But do you, do you, think, there are, do you think there are any kind of uh, connections on a deeper formal level? Like, is there something about the form of techno that speaks to the spirit of socialism, the spirit of communism? Well, I, I think that in the sense of uh, yeah, a sort of um, forward-thinking futurism uh, that also tries to be grounded in uh, whatever reality is, right, um, operating within that kind of, uh, you know, the contradictions therein is certainly where um, this kind of music, the, the best of this kind of music has come out of. And, you know, I know y'all were talking about Jeff Mills and, you know, the, the kind of Detroit story. And that's a, a very canonical reference to that, um, to that set of uh, material experiences and, um, you know, envisioning uh, 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 the possibilities uh, uh, for your own world, your immediate world, um, based off of that, uh, what you see around you today. Um, I, I think that's the best of this music. Um, it doesn't, it, it does reflect something about who all of us are and it and it, it doesn't reflect um it, it's not uh, alienated music i know we kind of think of it as being something where like um oh like you're building the the wormhole techno or whatever where uh, it's you're escaping from reality but I right, you're zoning think out that, into your own thing or something yeah. But the experience of it in a space where you're kind of like having that mass phenomenology that you were talking about, Chris, where like everybody is engaged uh, and in in the same sonic uh, space together and just reacting in this kind of way where everybody is experiencing something that we can all get behind, <laughs> right? That sounds really nice. Uh, can we can we replicate that in the, every other moment in our life? <laughs> yelling at e yelling at each other online is what brings us together. 
<laughs> well, I think what brings us together is uh, boiler room parties with yeah. no lineup announced and yet 600, uh, you know, ticket sales as, as of this point. I mean, the brand, the brand does bring us all the together. The brand brings us the together. Brand the brand us. is what um, we all must submit to. And uh, I play for a an event. In two days, you're in, playing. In, yeah, yeah. In just a little over 48 hours. That yeah. Is, has involvement of said entity. Boiler room. That one. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean. But Sean's, but Sean's going to play Gabber, so it's okay. <laughs> it's true. That's true. Playing Gabber on boiler room is fine. I think I might open this, the, uh, I think I might open the set with uh, Signs of Chaos's track from the kill out record on 93 it 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 opens with a uh comically pitched up uh little speech from someone who introduced him introduces himself as hi i'm al laffer and uh you know uh if i've learned anything from 35 years of building nuclear weapons it's that the dynamo of the universe is war <laughs> it's 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 a beautiful little uh Little little speech, and uh, oh, I, th- yeah. I think I might I think I might just go there when I'm you know streamed to uh, a million disaffected nukies. faces. Uh, the nukies I'm surrounded by, and that's a, that's another feature of this area uh, is that the uh, Y12 National Security Complex is here, where just about every single nuclear weapon in the United States comes through to get uh, repaired, refueled, and 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 ready to go. So. Uh, you know, we'll be the first to go. <laughs> wow. That thing. <laughs> well, I feel like this is a perfect segue, speaking of uh, nuclear annihilation, into yes. uh, Der Zyklus. Verwandler. Yes. I, I think that means shapeshifter. It sure general. does. It does. It does. It's a classic. Excellent. It does. Uh, ben, tell us why or what this track means to you and why you respond to it. Um, this is one of the few pieces of music, I suppose, that I could pretty much listen to forever. Um, like just on a, if I just didn't hear any music ever again, something about the, um, elegance and simplicity, um, of this track, uh, it, it, it's fairly unparalleled as far as, uh, just, you know, timeless music. We think of a lot of pop tunes, but, you know, I feel like if, you're in the year uh, 2500 and you hear this track 
it will sound as good then as it does today and, and just speak to people. Um, and I like it because it's just, you know, the little lyrical loop, which I assume you'll play. Uh, we'll play it. It, 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 it just, it makes you as a person feel like you matter. And I mean, and you matter in a gay, in a physical sense. Um, and, and you do. So uh, I think when you think about the the lyrics in this song and you listen to it and you're like walking down the street or something, um, it just really grounds you to, um, to, where you are on earth and and your materiality it does and, and it the does kind of, feel, of that it does kind of feel like a song that could go on forever like despite yeah, having yeah. like kind of a poppy structure right i mean for like a you know kind of minimal electro track it is sort of a pop song but it does yeah. have mm-hmm. this it does have this sort of krauty eternal like eternal nature to it it just right. keeps it's, going it, and it, it could it could keep going forever Someone yeah. should make a uh, like ten hours of Forman Verwandler YouTube, like. <laughs> you know, with totally. Deckard's apartment, uh, just very softly in the back. Um, yeah, I mean, it's one of those tracks where you know, I where you listen to it and you're like, yeah, this kind of arouses all of the, I don't, you know, it it it's very singular and yet you can imagine so much of the rest of Drexia, Doppler effect. I mean, basically all electro emanating out of it. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's like the, I think it's right to say that it, it, it feels sort of like a pinnacle of that sound. Absolutely. It's a perfect track. Like there's yeah. just, yeah. there is nothing missing and there is nothing Nothing could be added, and nothing needs to be removed. It is precise. There's, there's yeah, like yeah. five five parts. I mean, it's uh, it's it could be recorded on the most basic thing, and I I mean, it's just it's it, it's really a, a beauty beauty and minimalism kind of thing. I, I've been, I've been listening to the track since pretty much you know the day it came out, and uh, it sounds exactly the same then as it as, as it did, or exactly the same now as it as it did then. It, uh, what it was timeless. just, what the, mean? I mean, the song was instantly like, this, this is a song people will be playing forever. This mm-hmm. is an instant classic. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it, it hasn't aged a day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It uh, still hasn't I, aged. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's especially interesting taken in context of Der Zyklus, which is probably in my estimation gerald donald's weirdest project yeah can mm-hmm. we talk i know we don't want to but i, I want to can we talk about nazism because <laughs> i mean it's... <laughs> no, i don't want to talk about that because <laughs> it's you... <laughs> i've always wondered <laughs> like how it's not been talked about you mean uh, the Heinrich Mueller Don, uh, uh, question? Gerald Donald calling himself Heinrich Mueller. Uh, yeah, the, the the genetic references, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, like there's it, it, the two Doppler effect tracks on the climax soundtrack are Superior Race. Yes, right. And I can't, I can't remember the other, but it's also fascist themed. 
Well, I mean, yeah. they're like uh, Gesamtkunstwerk, you know, the, right, the right. Doppler effect LP, um, plenty of other Der Zyklus things. It's not, it's not terribly subtle. I mean, Yeah, it's not subtle at all. Again, he's calling himself Heinrich Müller. I mean, for, for our listeners who, <laughs> who don't have uh, worms in their brains like all of us do. I mean, Heinrich bad, Müller bad was guy. a very high-ranking SS officer. Um, yeah, and I, I've always wondered how Gerald Donald got a... God, I mean, it's just, it's, it, you know, given that it's 2019 and we're calling out everyone for everything, I've kind of always wondered how well, well, Gerald has been I, able to avoid this one. Well, th- I mean, I mean, th- I, th- throbbing gristle has been mostly, uh, you know, right. forgiven. Uh, I think or, or not, not even forgiven, just like, 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 like these references are obviously, at least to a certain degree, um, uh, ironic and critical. You know, like, well, that's what I would like to believe with Gerald Donald that, you know, it's sort of calling into, you know, it's, it's playing with fascist and sort of race. It's, it's, it's appropriate. It's, it's appropriating like, yeah, fascist like, yeah. Uh, iconography and ideology. And I mean, I think to that's subvert what, its intent. Yes. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the praxis of a lot of industrial music. And, uh, you know, when it was produced and when it was issued, it made it was taken. It was. It was produced in a very different context than we would interpret it now because things have changed. Um, Again, that's that. that, that, I think that's 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 especially true for you know like first and second wave industrial and power electronics acts for sure. Right, right, and I think I think it's not to excuse that, but I do understand it in a different context than you know ironic edge lord. Alt-right absolutely, shit. absolutely. Yes. Like, yeah, for sure. That all of that does amplify just how much you should definitely not take any chung, tongue-in-cheek and approach to any of this these days. Like, uh, you know, certainly where we are, there are neo-fascists and and a lot of the people here that um, you know uh, do social justice work. We have to really actively fight against them and mm-hmm. and and yeah this stuff is not it, it is no joke um but you know i i think that in this context you know obviously we don't want to uh make any excuse for anyone naming themselves after anything like that uh but i can say that it is probably makes a lot of germans really uncomfortable uh and he still gets books booked there, though. Yeah, and it should. I mean, right? It's like he's sort of turning the uh, the lens uh, outward in this way, where he's like um, creating this aesthetic that is like these people uh, are constantly putting the lens on American people and and deriving this thing. Uh, you know, deriving this sense of of uh, authenticity or whatever, but like, what happens when we put the uh, put the lens on our society or our society oh, do, do, and look at what there was? There it's was, really made was, out of. Do, and it's sorry, sorry, bad. Do, do, <laughs> it's bad. Do you want to rewind? Because there was a uh, yeah, there's a bit there of a, a wacky flub. glitch. On the uh, on the system. So do you, do you want to just like repeat the last uh, the last sentence or two? Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> we we live in a society. Um, <laughs> sorry. No, I yeah I I I think that um, 
they talk about some of this in that resident advisor interview with Doppler effect a couple of years back where they're sort of like, you know, oh, we've reflected on this and we don't want to, you know, we don't use these kind of names or these kind of, um, you know, and uh, 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 you know, allusions to historical uh, authoritarian and fascist societies because we know it's bad. They, they did acknowledge that, but I, think that the uh the at the time doing this music was sort of like a uh reflecting back uh at the the mirror of like germans looking at america i guess um that's a really know. interesting take yeah i'd be curious i i'm i would be curious to know how long gerald donald has lived in berlin i wonder how long that's been okay. yeah that I mean, and, and you know, I think um, obviously this these titles of, of of some of these tracks are like just really like oh my god, that's ridiculous that there's a track titled that um, right, and especially I don't know I you know for me a lot of the um, direct work that I try to do is like countering things like genetic determinism or biological determinism. Um, but yeah, I look at this thing as, uh, as being, you know, a fairly edgy or whatever way of examining, um, the, uh, the social and political, um, things that uh, the historical context of, of Germany, right. And sort of like turning, turning that mirror back around and, and, and being like, this is your history. Right. And I mean, I think it's not, you know, I mean, it's not for nothing that Gerald Donald is a black dude from Detroit. He's right. not like a white European. So when Gerald right. Donald is talking, you know, is, is, is naming a track, you know, like, uh, you know, racial hygiene and shit, you know, that's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's different, you know, it's, yeah. it's, you know, coming from a, you know, and like, he has all these allusions to Nazi Germany, like, this is very different coming from someone like him, you know, you, 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 you can't be just a German, you know, like a white German dude saying this, like it, it, it completely changes the context when it's right. someone like Gerald Donald, um, you know, bringing this up, you know, for me, the reason why it kind of gets a pass, I guess, is, is because is all due to context. He's Let's be real. Also, just the music is really good. Well, the music is fucking great. I mean, so the music, that also, if the music yeah, was bad, then it would be really, really bad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. To so, be fair, I don't think any of the tracks with like the terrible titles are actually. That's the true. Best yeah. Yeah. All the, the all the all the like hottest <laughs> tracks are like named something very benign. I mean, Rocket I mean, Science. Like, well, that sucks. Uh, that's like <laughs> no, you know, that's the best like... Doppler effect track. You know. Uh, you know. Superior race is a fucking banger. That shit goes. That's the problem. <laughs> They're in line. Mean, the and uh, yeah, you're just up there looking at the uh, you know, XDJ info scene sweating like, damn, that's fucked up. Yeah. But, but I, I want to bring it back to the actual music. And uh, I, it's what really fascinates me about Gerald Donald's music and especially about Der Zyklus is the clinical of it the like 
the you know um just the 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 fact that it all sounds like it was engineered in a lab somewhere like it was grown mm-hmm. in a fucking petri dish and on a track like this one like uh foreman verwandler i'm probably saying that wrong it the the you can still hear that that level of like precision engineering but it's blended with this humanity and this touching it's like it's such a beautiful beautiful track mm-hmm. and the the sort of collision between those two worlds is what fascinates me endlessly and yeah absolutely that, yeah i mean yeah. it's i mean like we were saying before i mean we we can talk about all the sort of contextual things about it but i mean this is a this is an amazing i mean it it it, it it's a killer track. I mean, no one can deny it. It it's such a. Well, I don't know. It's such a. I guess to a to to. Again, tie things back to earlier conversation to make a really really ham fisted point. Does anyone see any possible parallels to alienation at large with this track? I well, it, it's I one mean, of these things. That it, it, it forces you to to think about uh, your individual self uh in the context of the world and if if you don't think about that now and feel alienated well you know let's trade places <laughs> right <laughs> that was that was the best possible answer that was great <laughs> yeah i, I mean, mean sorry i yeah i think the lyrics do speak to a depersonalization that is inherent in a lot of Gerald Donald's music. Just well, yeah, like, I think, I mean, you know, like I, fundamentally none of us feel like we are ourselves and we are unable to actualize ourselves under capitalism. And yeah. I think, you know, yeah, again, to, to just sort of take a very ham-fisted kind of, kind of reading, um, I, think, I think this song resonates to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Great track. Great, track. Great fucking track. I mean, what do we make of Electro as a trend? You know, I mean, I, the thing it's, I don't want trend. The thing it's I don't want to. The thing I don't want to talk about on it's this over. podcast is trends because that shit sucks. <laughs> I mean, every podcast is about fucking trends. Like, ooh, what's hot in dance music now? And ooh, it's electro. Ooh, are there you know. are there electro. podcasts about how electro is a trend? No, but <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, I mean there are. There must be somewhere. But, yeah, uh, and. Uh, but you know, I mean, the thing uh, the, about the, the electro revival thing is really fascinating to me since, since you know, the kind of day one of the electro revival as of two or three years ago. Um, uh, yeah. uh, since since that kind of like kicked into swing, um, the 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 single thing that has surprised me most about it is that there is, despite it being a kind of apparently culture wide, industry wide trend. There was no new good electro music. No, of course not. That is that is flat out wrong. You are flat out it wrong is, on that. It's ever all the good new electro you are stuff dead wrong, Sean. is coming from coming from Heritage Acts. No, it's no, like, no, oh yeah, shock, shock. Like, 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 like Gerald Donald did another good record. Oh, no, 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 ER, no, ERP no, did at, another good good record. Where where no, are the at, new good electro records? Uh, I'm, I'm personally offended. <laughs> I haven't. I, I I I haven't heard your tracks. You 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 may have, you I'm may have, you may have single single handedly dis- no, we disproven to, me. We were listening to Ben's music earlier. It's sick. It's absolutely no. Sick. That's I, Sean. You're flat out wrong. I'm I'm just not even going to stand for that. There is there is tons of good new electro coming out, 
214 out of Seattle. Oh, everything yeah. On central processing unit. Oh, yeah. Plant 43. Plant, 40, plant, plant 43 is really good, but, they, but they've been around for more than three or four years. Well, so Even 214 has been around uh, for a so while. Yeah. I mean, this is not. So, this, so is the, stuff, this, is stuff, biggest, this is stuff like, like 10 plus years old. The, the, the problem in Electro, in, in, in my humble opinion, is that there are a lot of really solid artists, and all of the upstart labels are just kind of like circulating the exact same artists yeah, that's all true. around yeah, and, right. and, and, and all the people you just named you know i i play uh, you know 214 playing 43 records out uh i mean they are uh, many of them are just uh, always in the bag kind of sounds but uh great you know, music it, it, yeah it, it's a, it's a, it is, it is a, I think, uh, a Eurocentric kind of movement right now, and that uh, there's not much attention paid, uh, and and the labels are all kind of UK and 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 Germany centered, um, and and you know that's no one's fault, but I guess our own and our own, you know, you know political economic situation, but like, the, it feels like there's just not there's a big centering on a, a, a few sounds and, and that's, what's kind of shitty is like, Oh, well, this is going to die soon. Cause it's just these like 10, 20 artists going around the same, like 10 labels. Um, and they're just kind of cycling through that. And it's like, Oh, that's not the, not a sustainable. <laughs> and I know this is going to be a, uh, you know, this is the hot take corner of the episode, but. Uh, you know, Electro is fundamentally a New York sound. Uh, you know, I, I Miami I, and LA might have a thing or two to say to you. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. Mi- Miami maybe. Yeah, Miami based. I think, uh, like, I mean, I, 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 I love New York Electro, but I think Miami. Pretty clearly has New York beat. Sure. Okay. Yeah. No, that's fair enough. But, when it comes you know, to the eight hundred eight beat, they just boom, ch, boom, boom. Ch. But I'm just saying that you know, uh, I love you guys, but Netherlands late to the game. Honestly, <laughs> the Dutch, they're you know they they're holding it together. Uh, they're holding know, it together uh, for sure. I mean, they 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 built the infrastructure that keeps that keeps this shit kind of going until the present day i would love i would love to see a resurgence of electro in american hip-hop culture that would be fucking sick has i mean um, but hasn't that been like periodically flirted with in the last like 20 years like so much of like timbaland stuff like kind of touches on that sure i mean yeah. missy elliott even yeah. i mean her you know biggest just, track sampled cybertron you know exactly yeah Juan yeah, uh, gets paid for that one that's i'm every time i hear I sure that hope one, so like, the chain good good job man get some <laughs> Yeah, all right, that's fair. <laughs> but, I mean, it should be more, there should be so. more of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, absolutely. Just, we just okay. You, the thing is, you, you have you, you can totally help or hate on the um, hate on the like tropiest electro. Like there are definitely some like. Um, like oh, it's a song about robots. It's a song about the computer. Uh, kind of electro that comes out that uh, it's just uh, you, you you hate to see it. It's just <laughs> not really. It's not that good. Uh, you any look 
anyone can get that vocoder rolling and be like, <laughs> but it always sounds so sweet. <laughs> downloading snare we, drum or we, whatever. We, we, we had like, a, a Roland. Uh, what is it? The SV twelve hundred. What is it? The the is that right? SV SV three thirty three thirty. Whatever. We we had the 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 old school Roland vocoder in the in the synthesizer shop in which we are currently broadcasting. Yeah, big ups to Control. This is when we <laughs> broadcast our, our love for our our, 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 our official unofficial sponsor. Well, Sean and I are both employees, so. Um, but yeah, we 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 had a used uh, vintage Roland vocoder in the shop uh, a few weeks ago. And that thing sounded so fucking good. It was insane. I mean, vocoders are are the best. Well, but, you know, did you, not uh, just vocoders. What did you say into it? The vocoder. You could say anything into it. I ran one of my happiest musical memories of of of, of recent memory. To be redundant, there um, was running just a nine or nine modules into the nine or nine eight or eight modules into the into the the, the Roland vocoder with the. Um, the paraphonic strings. Sure. Oh yeah, the uh, the vocoded drums is Yeah, it's is, yeah, I mean, it's, oh, it's, it's never going to get old. It's no. underutilized actually. These it days, is. Despite the like comeback of breaks uh, and all of that, there's not uh, as many vocoded drums as It you still might sounds insane. It still sounds insane. It still well, sounds we huge. can well, you know, this is another great plug for the US Department of Defense. <laughs> Who uh, you know basically invented the vocoder? So thank you. Yeah, it, uh, it was a bell. bell thank you, J. Edgar Hoover. Thank you uh, to uh, you know everyone who contributed to uh, the Marshall Plan. This is great. Um, we love our vocoders, and uh, the war in Korea was a reasonable <laughs> was reasonable to give us vocoders. It's great. Well, I don't know about all of that. I can, uh, I'll, I'll read uh, two different takes <laughs> from the Discord comment section here. Uh, one, I think I agree with this one. Uh, Figuz says, It's one of a kind you won't find so far. It's magic music like old school now. And I agree with that. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> that's great. But, but this is, here's the uh, negative take from Akai S3000. He's, uh, they say, uh, I don't think Gerald Donald had much influence on these tracks. It has Stinson written all over it. So oh, that's that's uh, uh, that's controversial. Ooh, yeah, that's controversial. That's, yeah, that's um, very controversial. Well, yeah, I, I mean, think I, I I read an interesting YouTube comment on the track that uh, analogized it to other people place, which is an interesting. Yeah, that's it doesn't sound throughout. not like other people place. I mean, you know, but. But right, but to me, but, it, so- but, it, but it's got that kind of same wistful, kind of melancholic, almost romantic feeling, which is pretty interesting. Sure, but I mean, I mean, these are two people who worked very, very closely together, and I can't imagine that they didn't, you know, um, right? No, influence each saying- other very on a very deep level. I mean, Gerald Donald's, you know, I mean, it's one of those things where you, you don't want to be that kind of like 
dude, the music dude, who's <laughs> kind of like, ooh, this guy did this and this guy did that. Stinson lent a lot of um, emotional resonance to the work of Drexia, to the work of uh, his own solo projects and and things. And, and and Gerald Donald, just listening to his music, the music that he continued to make after, after Stinson died, yeah. um, you know, uh, it, it seems to me, I don't know. He 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 kind well, of had much that. More clinical, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. More he clinical. kind of had that formal aspect to yeah, it, and totally, absolutely. And I think that's what makes Four Men for Wandler so interesting. Is it is the super clinical, hyper precise Gerald Donald style, but it really, well, in my opinion, at least, it really has that wistful, emotive, human, very kind of. Uh, emotional feel that a lot of Drexia. Yeah. Right. No, yeah. It, 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 it's anti, it's very, I, I really like this track because it's totally antithetical to all of those kind of like electro tropes. Like this feels like a very human uh, 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 electro track where, where it's not some techno fetishistic or like, you know, no, no sort of, um, it's operating between um, between the sort of like technological uh, dominance and like you know human human. Yeah, this feels like a track. That. Yeah, this feels to me like akin to a track like "Let Me Be Me." You know, when yeah. other people yes, play track precise. or any other sort of Stinson classics. You know, but but this track was not did not have any of James Stinson's. Involved I think there's in. a very appealing friction between the lyrical content, which is about not being human or not feeling human, but then the kind of melodic uh, riffs are, are, are very poignant. Um, yeah. <laughs> 